Welcome to Piston Rings and Car Things. Today what you can expect is a deep in-depth discussion about EVs and everything that's wrong with them. I'm here to defend them. I'm going to defend EVs. Yeah. Not really. I I I am indifferent about EVs. <sighs> no true. At all, honestly. But I think they are incredibly wasteful. I'm just surprised they're not using LiPo batteries instead. LiPo? What the fuck? Uh, lithium potassium? Yeah. Higher outputs. More dangerous, but higher output. That's the point. <laughs> oh, yeah, more dangerous. That's exactly why they're not using it. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, cars are already a ticking it. time bomb waiting to happen, so might as well. I mean, all of them yeah. are, yeah. What's so, our topic? What's our first topic? Oh, uh, it's entirely up to you guys. All right. I'll let somebody else so, and then I'll since off. you guys don't know about the Volkswagen <laughs> IDR, it is okay, a IDR, concept vehicle right created by Volkswagen specifically to. And there's an actual yes. thing. It okay. was specifically oh, built to take on Pikes Peak. And it absolutely demolished Pikes Peak and currently holds the world record for Pikes Peak at 7 minutes and 57 seconds. Hmm. Uh, well, considering it weighs 2,500 pounds and makes 680 horsepower. stupid light for a UV. Uh, yes. Yeah. Jesus. It has a 0 to 60 time of 2.25 seconds. Like 70 horsepower? 680 horsepower, 480 foot-pounds of torque, basically. So yeah, f- no, it's 680 horsepower, 680, uh, 480 yeah, foot-pounds. Yeah, lower torque on EV, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dual motor per It reached the speed of 170 miles per oh, hour, drive. average of 127. But going, going uphill. uphill and facing the elements such as lower oxygen at the higher altitude where most natural you know gas engine naturally exactly. aspirated cars any, come, start yeah, combustion where yeah. any other combustion, combustion engine would normally start you know losing power this thing could could keep pushing mm-hmm. throughout the entire climb um it is a concept i understand it but it it's also to show how far EV can go, um, mm-hmm. and how well the technology can meld in a modern space. Well, I, I completely agree with how far it can go. It's considering that lithium ion batteries have first like started being like the research started in 1965 and the first real one was developed in 1974. They've been around in theory alone in theory alone for 60 some odd years and i feel like the good thing that comes from evs the advancement of technology especially with the lithium-ion batteries that we use in basically every single household Mm -hmm. item that we have currently honestly uh lithium-ion is just the most reliable thing in terms of battery technology we have at this moment, which is why we use it for everything. Yeah, it's also safe it's too. One it, and for if you think about it, there's sulfur ion. Yeah, but then you're, it's gonna smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> for, I mean, yeah, you're not sitting there smelling it. Technically, lithium ion batteries smell like shit too. Every battery yeah, smells sulfur like smells like rotten eggs. If you if yeah. you if you 
puncture that shit. Either way, fucking... it's still gonna create. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's not sulfur ion. It's lithium sulfur. It's still lithium. Still, it has sulfur. Either way, but either way, it, <laughs> no, at the end of the day, no battery is going to be foolproof. Uh, mm-hmm. Well. Let me, since we're on the topic of batteries right now, lithium sulfur, lithium ion batteries are in the range of 150 to 260 watt hours per kilogram, Mm -hmm. right? 150 to 260. Lithium sulfur is 550 watt hours per kilogram. Hmm. And you can have up to 1500 charge cycles, charge and discharge cycles. I'm not the biggest fan about for evs because eventually over time over not even a long period of years the batteries will degrade and you will have to pay a pretty penny if you don't have a warranty or anything for that battery yeah i'm looking at tesla with that one because like there there there's teslas from 2016 that are already oh yeah i mean of course the majority of them have bad batteries that everyone does it differently tesla quite literally uses the 18650 we everybody has in their flashlight or their vape um yep other companies built full-blown batteries such as audi audi for the e-tron has their own custom batteries yeah um but it's understandable but you also have to think about it's wasteful okay what do you find it wasteful in what sense like what are you wasting? all right how much petroleum do you need to burn in order to mine the lithium, refine the lithium, ship the lithium, make the battery packs, all for it to save, quote-unquote, uh, oil and all that. I mean, there are, so like... And that is per one battery, too. Yeah, that's per one like, I mean, battery you could pack, say the same I'll thing say. for oil, like just straight-up oil. Oil, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, the 100%. thing is that... Yes, there are a lot of factors that go into when you mine the lithium and have to uh, process it and then get it exported and all that stuff. Um, But the same can be said about any other natural resource. The thing is that with the world trying to go into EVs, we're also trying to minimize our carbon footprint. So like most plants nowadays are focusing on becoming yeah. carbon neutral by a certain day more green exactly in a way. so yeah um yeah i actually believe that one of the plants that audi produces their evs actually is a car- full carbon neutral zero like absolutely zero impact to the environment yeah mm-hmm. but they would still have to but, negate the yeah that, that's what makes the them they ion. take they take that into account when they made their their zero uh impact okay. to the environment so they're yeah exactly being carbon, uh, neutral, carbon neutral they've yeah. actually taken into account what it takes to get all their resources and as well as building they the building mm-hmm. itself actually okay. is contributing to that factor as well so whenever something isn't used they pretty much just okay. shut it off and it's it, yeah it, it, the main well, thing is yeah you're also trying to outweigh the waste to what we are trying to achieve in terms of the environment and the ozone and trying to save that so that's yeah. kind of what their biggest thing at least in my opinion is that they're trying to get to so 
I just I just did a little background research. Apparently, that I do not quote me on this. It could be completely false. It could be just something that I read. But apparently, it is there's an it's a hundred. So to make a battery that can store the equivalent of one barrel of oil takes a hundred barrels of oil to produce in the processes. Yeah, in the processes to fabricate it. Yeah. So. I don't see like the win in that as much as like in the long run, maybe sure, but eh. I mean, realistically, like buying and owning an, an electric vehicle or anything like that, it won't be the most carbon neutral thing until the yeah. process of mining, refining, and producing the battery itself has also all been converted to EV. Or yeah, electric. There's also only a certain amount of lithium True. in yeah. the world. I mean, but it's a developing it's a developing thing. Until we get everything on an EV basis, <laughs> until we get everything on an EV basis, <laughs> yes, the, the 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 good doesn't get outweighed by the bad, and mm-hmm. it's something that just has to be further developed. Honestly, it, it's not the best thing, but it's also not the worst. It could be a lot worse, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just watched Emmett <laughs> try and open his squeaky bottle at this arm's length. This is the loudest water <laughs> bottle I've bit. ever owned in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now, on the topic, uh, off the topic of lithium-ion and the batteries and being all carbon neutral... There's one thing that really gets under my skin. Let's uh is it's always gonna fucking annoy me. Mustang Mach E. It is not a fucking Mustang. It is an EV. They should have just named it the Mach E. Yeah. This pisses me off to no end. It is not a it Mustang. It should have just it been its own like thing, them. not under the Mustang brand exactly. itself. It's a marketing plan. Yeah. That's literally all it was. It would just be like, oh, it's a new and Mustang. I, kinda, I feel the same a way Mustang. a little bit about the R- the Audi RS e-tron models e-tron and also like, like the Hyundai N models, the performance line. Those should be their own yeah. like named things that should be separate than actual RS cars or actual N cars, stuff like that. Yeah. They're using the badging to upsell something that they think might not end up selling. Yeah. Well, it will like, sell for regardless. Instance, but yeah, it yeah. would be cool if it was like for in, like it, yeah, uh, like for instance, uh, the GMC yeah. Hummer EV. Like they could have com- it came up with a completely new. Well, name, I don't know. That's a little bit different. They went for with me the Hummer because the way they made it, it it is a fully purpose built Hummer. In the end of the day, yeah. it's just the EV version of it. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's just they could have come up yeah. with the name for it, but they didn't. But at least they didn't be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a play on words like the Mustang Mach E. Yeah. And the the good part about the the new Hummer EV, it's it's not a a nightmare to get up to sixty or just drive it at normal highway speeds now. Um, yeah, I was watching a video on it earlier. It has a thousand horsepower and eleven hundred foot pounds of torque, and it is a brick that gets to zero to sixty in three seconds the thing about the hummer ev is that that (laughs) 1000 horsepower 1000 pound feet of torque thing is only for the first Mm -hmm. generation of that vehicle gmc is fucking yeah 
GMC's uh, plan was to, over the course of four years, every year after that first one that had the 1,000 horsepower, they're going to notch it down a little bit on power. You're going to bring it down one tier at, throughout the course of the four oh, years. I didn't know that. So you, you'll get yeah. the base yeah, model, like the most base you can get, which is, I think, somewhere in the realm of like five to 600 horsepower in that fourth year mm -hmm. and it'll be semi-reasonable in price yeah but that's kind of what yeah. we're doing over time. i mean yeah i'm right looking at now it's, I, I was just looking it's at, at 109 price. starting or something Somewhere. right uh 112 yeah, starting 112 thousand dollars for an american vehicle so yeah yeah like that's very that's hard to think degrade. of nowadays under block yeah. Yeah, and especially with the oh, dealer yeah. market. Oh yeah, the too. dealer market is gonna have those at like one forty, one sixty. I could put money on that. I'm more than that, one hundred twelve grand for an electric cinder so, block. Um, oh, I would. Okay, so I will I say would if I had the money. The one thing, yeah, if you had fuck you money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the coolest but, um, I will say out right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the one thing that Mach E did right, I'm like calling it what they want me to call yeah. it is the pricing for it like their the range that they have is 101 mile per gallon e or however they want to fucking call it one i cannot e. stand that measurement yeah. system that the epa created yeah. it makes zero yeah. sense oh that's yeah. an actual thing and if you look yeah. at the formula okay. it is the stupidest formula you can ever think of but like so basically it he said 101 miles per gallon e it's basically comparing mm -hmm. the range to what a normal gas consumption vehicle would burn in equivalent for that same mile oh yeah so all right so okay i i just looked it up so mpge is the distance a car can travel on 33.7 kilowatt hours of electricity so if a vehicle can travel can cover 60 miles for every 33.7 kilowatts of electricity it's mpge would be 60. i mean i could understand it the equivalent of a gas car getting 60 mpg i could understand it in like a dealership or a consumer point because like if a dealer is trying to sell you a car and you're like how much mpg does this get and then they're like oh no range i can understand somebody or some people not getting right. that so you'd basically get like an equivalent of it EMPG. just sounds like it's a marketing ploy to just hike up the numbers to it just is. get someone to mm -hmm. think they're getting a lot more range than yeah. they are and speaking of range yeah evs yeah. everyone's still gonna have range anxiety no matter what because at the end of the day oh yeah of course at the end of the yeah, day yeah, you 100%. say you have 101 mpge but when you look at that dashboard and it says you have 112 miles left and you don't know how much your actual day-to-day -day drive is you're gonna have yeah. that range anxiety and there's absolutely no way uh, to get yeah. to leave that behind unless you're getting more than 300 miles on a on a single charge yeah. and most EVs don't have that. and especially if you're yeah. if you're based where we are in new york you just don't have any kind of reliable or good and accessible charging or fast charging station unless you own well, a yeah home. unless you own a home but like everybody that has an ev they're gonna get that home built-in charging but if you're on the road in yeah. anywhere in new york i haven't seen any like good charging stations besides tesla but yeah, tesla is the thing i always told people yeah. when i sold cars I, I pretty much just focused on solely the evs whenever someone yeah. would ask me about an ev i i would put the customer's needs above everything and unfortunately the car mm -hmm. the car business isn't mm -hmm. like that at all 
all the time. But that was my thing. Mm-mm. No matter what, I didn't compromise on that. I would always first start yeah. off the conversation with, are you sure you want to get into an EV? Because it's not just, I woke up and I want to get an EV. <laughs> but you, just to be clear, you wouldn't try to deter them. No, from I wouldn't. An EV. But I'd let them know. I clearly yeah. would let them know. An EV is not something you just get. It is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Because whether you have a yeah. car or you have an apartment in the city, you have to keep in mind, you will have to charge your car at night. And if you're a person that likes doing road trips, EVs are not the best thing for a road trip because you're going to have to sacrifice at least 25 minutes of your life to charge your car before you can continue on the road. Halfway. Per right. hour. Yeah. Per hour. But I can understand like owning an EV for example, in New York City, because you drive around, you do what you have to do throughout the day. And then when you get back to your little apartment with the built-in garage in the basement, they could hook it up to a charger and you'd be good for the next day. But anything out of the city and just charging and driving around long distance in general, it's stressful and you will have range anxiety, even if you're at a full tank. Exactly. And it's also dependent on your drive style. If you have a little bit heavier of a foot, be ready to have, expect a lot less mileage. but I feel like driving EV hard is a lot different than driving the sports cars that we're normally used to because after a while, I feel like EVs flooring it all the time would just get boring. I mean, you, you don't get that sound. You don't get that would, feedback. It, 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 you know. instant torque, you get a little yeah. bit of it would also, acceler- like oh, yeah, a little of bit course. of uh, adrenaline going. But remember, if you're not buying an ultra high performance oh, no, EV, yeah. that's, that's also true. just like a regular EV on the highway, if you floor it, it's not yeah. at its really like peak performance. But it can also damage yeah. the battery too. Yeah, of course. And it would kill your range too. Yeah. And so back to the point that I was trying to make. I can just make this in a little bit easier terms. Like the range for the Mach E, 305 miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. For a price tag of base, base price tag, 45 grand. Yeah. Right? And then we go down to the Tesla Model X, which is basically an equivalent in my but Isn't eyes, the Model X a lot more expensive? $106,000. I don't know if you can compare the for, to for, the X. They're not, I mean, if you want to compare what body styles. Wouldn't a Y be more comparative to? Model Y is a, a little bit smaller than a Mach-E. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of Mach-E's in person, and they're pretty much, I mean, the, the Model which one is it? the X? The X is a full, that one full size yeah, taller. Yeah, that you could even have that in like three row if you really wanted. Yes. Um. Well, my point stands. the The, the range is three hundred and forty eight miles. But for a price tag of one hundred six thousand dollars, it's really not as a base. This is a base price tag. If you want options, it's obviously going to be yeah. more. But. Like Ford's way of doing it for forty five thousand compared to Tesla's at one hundred and six, almost one hundred and seven thousand, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous for a difference of what is it forty three miles? Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would never. Well, going back to like options and stuff, the good thing about Tesla is pretty much what you see is what you get. So there's no like tacking yeah. on crazy prices and packages when you're building a Tesla. But I do yeah, feel like the Mach there. E, where it is, because most modern families or just households in general, if they were to go out and buy like you know SUV or crossover nowadays, forty to fifty and maybe sixty grand would kind of be like the sweet spot to buy a car for them. So for the Mach yeah. E to be priced pretty low in that range is good, and it might 
change a lot of people's minds about it. Yeah, I, I feel like we won't see like I, that I many EVs on yeah. the road, which which we have, but we won't see like a like a hike in popularity in EVs until they drop down to that forty or fifty thousand well, dollar mark. There's Tesla is now releasing uh, the model uh, model two, model three is no. a pretty. I, I think they they have in plans a new model two. I think it is, um, which is hmm. supposed to. Was it going to yes. be a sedan? It's supposed okay. to be a one of their newer. Uh, we're just doing a little bit of research on what it is, but afford Oh, it's like a it's say like um like a Corolla oh. hatch kind of. Yeah, and it's it's targeting twenty five. So yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, I mean, doesn't mean it's gonna. I mean, be. Tesla yeah. has been pretty accurate when it comes to their guesstimations on pricing of vehicles at least in my opinion so yeah if they can reach the thing i love about tesla is they'll reach a wider audience yeah the thing i like about tesla is there's a price point for each demographic of people that likes them so i'm if you can't afford a model x you get a model yeah i'm you know i will be the first to say i'm not a huge fan of tesla but i can understand what they're doing and how they're going about it i mean marcus and i weren't really either but after we sat in one and you know got a hands-on with the quality sound system everything it it kind of changed our our outlook on them in a way i mean in general going to the new york no the new york uh, auto show auto show it was like 80% oh, yeah, EVs, it was and I will the say... The most EV-focused auto show we've ever yeah. had yet. In New York. I, I, it changed my mind about EVs. As as much as I still dislike them, I would prefer a combustion engine over an electrical vehicle yeah. any day. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely improved my I mean, uh, opinion. It, it, we're also a little biased. We grew up with only combustion engines. Combustion so, engines. I mean, yeah. that's that's our bread and butter. That's what we love. That's nothing can take away mm-hmm. a combustion engine from us. But well, yeah, like I could understand um, later generations having a completely different outlook. They'll yeah. love EVs, but they'll hate combustion. I mean, cars, you know exactly. Like it's that's just our generation I mean, currently. That's what I feel like. Tesla is so, really. Uh, Tesla is making the biggest strides on this latest generation. The, the, their marketing mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. very, very well at targeting this new generation. And that's why most of the Teslas you see on the road nowadays are yeah. owned by younger individuals. Younger. So yeah. if if Tesla can get this younger audience yeah. into this, that, that means by the time they get to our mm-hmm. age or older, EVs are going to explode. Yeah, exactly. Or the They're next generation. Yeah. Be part of every and it also, it is way easier to go out and buy a Tesla, say, if you were to go, compared to if you were to go buy a regular, you know, gas car. You go to like one of those little yeah. Tesla uh, stores in the mall and you basically or order it. Go online. And they ship it straight yeah, to your no house. Right. And there's exactly. no like debating back and forth price. This that is that. the one thing I'll give Tesla. They, they, yeah. And that's what they were trying to do. They're doing they it really well. We're, their thing is breaking the mold on traditional dealerships. And yeah. I'll give them that, uh, yeah. that you can go online and build it exactly how you want. And the price you see is the price you will pay. Um, and then mm-hmm. figure out the rest of the logistics later on how you're going to get delivery of the actual car. 
but they definitely yep, yeah. broke the mold in terms of how they sell their cars and how they get their audience. I I always say Tesla is really yeah. good at their marketing. That is the number one thing. I mean, if you oh, look yeah, at it, 100%, like, I agree. if you look at it, electric vehicles would not be what they are today, or they they would be completely different if it wasn't for Tesla. Oh, We'd yeah, still be way behind in the EV market if it wasn't for Tesla. Uh, and in general, like the technology in regards to vehicles and the batteries that come with the electrical vehicle, electric vehicles would also be in a completely different state that it is mm -hmm. now. I feel like we have made leaps and strides from where we were before the tesla like started like tesla started producing yeah. vehicles for the for consumer use and because it was pretty much all hybrid uh, technology uh, before and people were already kind of mm -hmm. iffy about that yeah and like i i will say it's 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 amazing uh, one of my dad's friends has i think it's a model which one has the gull wings the model x model Only x, the yeah. Model x. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he has a model x and i sat in it he drove it around that was my first time in a tesla being driven around in one and i will mm -hmm. say i i i liked it i was sitting in the fucking third row even like i was still comfortable yeah. it was was it the performance model or just the regular just the base model yeah the base models are still great even yeah. compared to the well just for a regular consumer you know yeah it, it was it was nice it carried it was me my grandparents the driver I was there too and it was my brother all <laughs> Oh yeah, it was you. It was it wasn't my brother. It was you. So it was the it was mm -hmm. what five of us in the vehicle, and it's oh still... this is where I got there like hours later. Yeah, right? yeah, that was the same. Yeah, time. yeah. It still hauled ass, and it still it, it barely even touched the range. Like he accelerated mm -hmm. as hard as he could, and it barely touched the range. Yeah, and the features that have come on it, like the like the way you can customize it, even without like changing the way it looks or the way it feels. The customization and like uh, fun options, I guess you can say, yeah, are amazing. I mm -hmm. like as much as I will always throw shade at the creator of Tesla. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get sued. Mm. And um, basically anything towards EVs and how like everything's being done right now and how it's just like a back and forth between EVs being bad or good. They have definitely made leaps and bounds. I will always I mean, admit to that. Let's change topics off this Tesla. Uh, another uh, another, another <laughs> great car we can talk about, or another brand we can talk about, and let's talk about a collaboration. I would say the Hunatron with Ken Block and Audi. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. All right. All, all all vehicles aside, Ken Block, fantastic human. I love him. I will love mm -hmm. watching his content on Jim Kana and anything he produces and any of the vehicles yep. he drives. I'm pretty sure we're all stupid, crazy I, fans I, of him. I feel like exactly. this is... Kill the meter yep. right now. <laughs> Me having his this signature rotiform wheels on my car and everything. <laughs> ever asked for between Audi and Ken Block, and I feel like they yes. did a great job oh, yeah. when it came to... Oh, no. Part of me saw it coming I mean, in a way. Yeah, oh yeah. As soon as I found out that he was leaving uh, the partnership with Ford and yeah. 
Uh, my first thought was he's he has to be going. I mean, with he Audi. said it himself. Oh, Audi is what got him into rally. I was thinking Audi so or Subaru. If this is literally the greatest collaboration yeah. that has come about, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. In the EV motorsport um, and then world, you it's mm-hmm. ramped up even more by them creating a custom car specifically for him, the S1 Hunatron. Yeah. Yeah, it is an built. absolute beast of a car. Yep. It looks great, and it yeah, even the interior down to bare like, bones looks great. <laughs> yeah, literally it's just an has what he to needs, a classic and that's it. with all of the modern elements. It's a masterpiece of a car. Yeah, yeah I didn't ever think the Audi would do a kind of like a homologation car yeah. throwback to their Group B era but they, really they did it in ev form and they knocked it out the park i mean i'm pretty sure if it wasn't for their group b cars audi would not be where they are now well if it wasn't for their group b cars we wouldn't have all wheel drive the way we have it now in every manufacturer that's true that's true yeah it's honestly insane the hunatron i'm looking at pictures of it right now like again and i'm mm, falling in love with it all over again it's amazing. Just the body styling, the front arrow, the rear Jim arrow, to come everything. Out with the I am so excited. Oh my god. Um Yeah, it's just a it's a great car, great collaboration, and I look forward to a lot more. Oh, 100 mm-hmm. percent I will say that in general, Audi does their styling so damn they well. They do it like nobody else. <laughs> They do it like nobody else. I feel like Audi, they they don't go out of their way to compete with the other big three German brands, aka Mercedes and, and BMW, but Where's the third I mean, one? they do compete, <laughs> but they just, oh, well, they're the third one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they don't uh, they don't compete as hard with each other, though. Yeah. Audi, they kind of sit in their own realm. They don't go for the highest horsepower. They just go for what they know their consumers will love. Yeah. And that's what I really like about them. Yeah. We, oh God. Like even when I first saw your uh, your A4, like for the first oh, time, yeah. I loved it. I was like, damn. I never really looked at yeah, Audi's like they, this. <laughs> the A4, not only for you, but it turned the heads for like a lot of people that mm-hmm. I knew, and they, myself included, I never liked Audi growing up. Yeah. I had one of my older cousins. Uh, I remember we'd be in the back of the minivan, and she'd point out an Audi every time, be like, "Ooh, an Audi." I'm I, like, "Just shut I up." Have- <laughs> <laughs> and I hated them. I absolutely hated them. And then I got into Subaru as I got older. I started going to college and all that. And then I was going to buy a WRX STI, the 2014, mm. I think the Hawkeye generation. And the prices are through the roof. So I just I, bought the A4 instead. I yeah. had a similar experience. It, it's uh, great. Until I started working at the dealership I worked at. Well, I work at. Um, I honestly had no idea Audi even existed. And this. Four years ago today, yeah. <laughs> if you were to talk to me and ask me what Audi was, I would have zero clue what it was. And now I'm the biggest Audi mm-hmm. diehard fan you could ever think of. Volkswagen all the way. Every Well, every, yeah, you're just an Audi spokesman yeah, at this point. That, this, this is where the... This is where the there's like one thing that you said. There's one thing in. that you said that... that... Oh, yeah. Mostly <laughs> unbiased. <laughs> No, but Lewis, there's one thing that you said that kind of like stuck with me for a few years. Um, you said the Audi, they're not like 
the other German brands. Audi is a technology company that just happens to make cars, and that's very true. It is even when you compare it to their their combustion yeah, uh, cars mean, and yeah. that entire platform. Yeah, the the tech yeah, comes yeah, first, Audi's and then the car been, comes. Yeah, their main focus is literally their slogan is "Vorsprung uh, der Technik." And is advancement through technology. Their technique, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm sorry for and they stuck true to that. the ever living hell out of that. And I went to Audi school for that. I went to Audi school for that. <laughs> and I still <laughs> butcher it. But um, Audi always focuses <sighs> on technology above all, and then makes their cars around that. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I will say like um, I'm all right. So background for me, I my first car was a Volkswagen Jetta, barely any technology in that, and then I went to a f- 2013 a Ford, diesel, a diesel one, diesel 1.9 turbo diesel. Yes, I will say I love that motor. I still love that car. It was 2002, and I will always cherish the memories I had with that car. But from there, I went to a 2013 Ford Focus ST, and the jump in technology for 11 years difference was amazing yeah and then well, my... what year was your your jetta oh two to start that off oh two yeah. yeah 11 years so that's oh two versus 2013 yeah. of course uh, yeah of course there's going to be a massive jump but the fact that i'm going from a 13 focus st to a 16 audi rs7 yep. and the amount of technology this like between like the difference between the two is a- a- astonishing like seriously the like, leap it, it between beyond your c7 and the new c8 even greater with that dual oh screen oh, yeah. and the digital oh, yeah. uh, the virtual oh, yeah. cockpit is what is actually um yeah they exactly started it, like audi started it with the virtual cockpits now you look at any exactly. modern manufacturer it's they all just have virtual like audi is just... always leading in terms of technology um but like you were saying earlier, they they yeah. There's the three German brands. Audi doesn't try and stand out. It just it it just happens. Yeah, exactly. They they do. They're just in their that, own they realm. Out. They're a very they're yeah. a very niche part um, in the marketplace. It, yeah, I always t- like yeah. Back to when I was a salesperson, I always told customers I was because they would everybody would be shopping at my dealership, and then they would also be going to a BMW <laughs> store and a Mercedes store, and then wondering what the difference was. I would always tell people BMW, their motto is the ultimate driving machine. I can't deny that. They definitely have, they definitely focus on the feel of the car. Then you have Mercedes, which is another one that relates to technology. But I always compare. Yeah. But the uh, Mercedes, they're kind of slow to. Keep up with the technology in a little in a little bit of sense. Yeah, Unless you're talking so about a brand Mercedes, new one, then yeah. Modern day, um, they have started getting a lot more advanced in technology, but their main focus has always been luxury and comfort. Yeah. And that's definitely something you will mm-hmm. it, it their S class is crazy. Insane, beautiful cars, super comfort yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And then you have Audi. I would tell people Audi is like the perfect middle ground. We can give you performance and we can give you comfort. Mm-hmm. You choose, but we're not going to compete with the other yep. two. You have the two extremes. Yeah. Well, Audi and BMW, they kind of do what uh, what Mercedes does kind of well with the 7 Series and yeah. the AAL. But if we're talking about like a EV big uh, limousine car, the yes. Mercedes EQS, which just came out, 
is the S class equivalent, and that yeah. thing is beautiful. Oh my god! And that it rides just like an S class. I've been gorgeous. in one before. Yeah. EQS, you said. EQS, I believe. I have never heard of it because I don't yeah, really pay attention to the Mercedes. Really <laughs> yeah, I watched a few. It, yeah, it, they it, released they it kind of really, under the radar. They didn't go all out when it came to the to the marketing of it, but it is a really great car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mercedes in general, they haven't been jumping on that EV stuff that hard yeah. as uh Well, as Audi BMW has, has also started getting back into they they've yeah, got they back into the electric now. field. They had the i the i eight and the i three. Yeah, the i3 never really went off. The i8 yeah. is still yeah. meh. It's a hybrid. I think the only reason that it popped off as much as it did is because of the cameo that it had in a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Or mm. Tom Cruise movie. Well, the i8, it was. i8 has been um, in multiple, multiple movies. Yeah. But speaking of BMW electric performance cars, they just brought out a, uh, a fully electric yes. version of their 4 Series. And that thing's a monster. Yeah, I and I love what BMW did with it because they didn't go out of their way to make it look like or feel like an EV. It is a regular four series that you could get with the B58 motor, except they brought it with a fully electric option. And, okay, the, that's uh, cool. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, and it still is the ultimate driving even machine. The IX, balance the IX being great. their new as a fully electric SUV, beautiful car. I will mm -hmm. give yeah. them that. Is a beautiful car yeah and the driving experience mm -hmm. top notch i'll give them that yeah yeah i'm trying to remember the name of that um, BMW. i think it's like the i4m or I just the i4 that. i can't remember i think i think i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. but, um back to eqs yeah. the price mm -hmm. of that is definitely a mercedes price. i mean it's it's if you're buying an eqs or just that realm you're gotta expect mm -hmm. to pay s class prices and I mean, it's not like you're not getting what you pay for. I mean, then again, you're, you're also you also have to expect right now. Literally, that is a flagship car. <sighs> you, you're not gonna pay anything less yeah, than it is. Than uh, three, yeah. six figures. But um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So back to Audi. The one vehicle that I really found interesting was the the. the the car e-tron it was the uh, audi rsq e-tron which is the, R the, the rc car e yeah the rc rally car <laughs> yeah the one that yeah. sounds like oh RC. you're talking about the off-road yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i lewis found... had no clue this existed while we were talking about it uh, a few a few months back yeah like i like i i, I watched a couple of videos about it the other day and yeah. i found it like fascinating that they can put mm -hmm. so much power behind an electric motor but at the same time like the way they do it is very interesting they still have a two liter turbo motor in it but it does not do anything to do anything powertrain like, related move it's the car just a yeah. yeah it's only yeah, just, to generate just electricity to, <laughs> just to um explain this car a little bit better to the people that don't know about the the rsq e-tron it is a dakar rally purpose-built off-road vehicle and it's not available to the public. It's just for competing in that yeah. in that market. Well, yeah. not in that market, in, in yeah, that field. Yeah, in that field. It's it's specifically for the Dakar Rally race, and that's it. Yep. And I think it's phenomenal. It's mm -hmm. amazing technology because it is. Um, it's it's a come uh, on come on. Yeah, that that word. Yeah. 
between combustion uh, and the best of combustion while keeping uh, being economical and the best of performance EVs, not mm -hmm. just EVs, just performance EVs. Because the 2.0, like the 2.0 four-cylinder turbo engine is, in my opinion... I mean, that's been in every Audi. Yeah, it, I feel like <laughs> it's the now. most fuel-efficient, most economical, but also sporty-feeling motor. Because even yeah, the my ST really wake them up. Yeah. My, yeah, my Focus ST had it. Your A4 has it. The Q5 mm -hmm. I'm currently uh, on loan with has it. The, S, uh, the A5 that I had as a rental had it. Like It's throughout so many different vehicles. It is absolutely insane, mm -hmm. and it is a great motor. But yep. today is not about combustion engines. I keep forgetting um, about right, that. So <laughs> it, hopping off of this topic, let's get into another semi-reasonable uh, you guys tell me the price range, but the up and coming 2024 Dodge oh. Charger EV. Oh, no, I don't even want to think about that. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> I don't of even it. want to think about that. To think of this monstrous, I'm assuming rear wheel drive EV okay. terrorizing the, the streets. The one thing it's, that it's I don't cool understand is. I understand people love the the sound of their exhaust, but why? Why? No, are we going I to know try exactly where you're going. That? Yeah. First of all, they. they... I know. No, I like... know why they did it. If they're gonna have a Hellcat equivalent, but it should then again, sound the part in a way. They're using a proprietary exhaust system to produce 128 decibels. For people that don't know what 128 yeah. decibels is. Um, a levels of noise chart. That is fucking loud. Uh, comparison: loud or about eighty decibels is an alarm clock. A hundred and twenty-eight decibels, it yeah. reaches an uncomfortable level of sound that is equivalent to a jet plane taking off, and just underneath, an ambulance and jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of an EV, mm -hmm. yeah, it just it's, sounds it's, stupid. It's, and that's the, the so... entire. <laughs> It's yeah. slightly quieter than fireworks. Like explain <laughs> it's slightly quieter than fireworks and gunshots. Explain what EV needs all that. Because if we were talking if we were to talk about like a, a regular a regular Hellcat with an exhaust right now, that would be at maybe 101 to 110 decibels. Mm -hmm. This is an electric vehicle with a speaker pumping out 128 decibels. <laughs> Constantly driving so past stupid. everybody you, know you hear. People are going to abuse like, the ever living. I'm hell hoping out of you it. don't hear that in the cabin yeah. because the yes. owner will go I, dead. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be oh, yeah. a lot of sound deadening inside the cabin, but you know, people are, are going to abuse oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah, ever living hell out of that. Yeah. And boy, yeah. if you thought muscle cars were loud now, yeah. wait until you hear this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, I can't. I can't justify that level of noise coming out of yeah. EV. Oh, and do you want to know the full name of it? What? <laughs> it's a mouthful. 2024 Dodge Charger Daytona SRT Banshee. That is yep. the full name. Yep. Why is it a Daytona model, though? I don't understand Because that. that's what they no, dubbed Marketing. It. We I, feel like, I feel like Daytona we should have just made this should entire not be carry over marketing EVs. EVs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like it's literally all marketing. They threw the charger in there, 
They threw the Daytona in there. They Whoa. threw SRT in there, and they threw a brand new and, name. And wasn't there Banshee. another model that was that yeah. was coming back? It was like, uh, what was it, Sting something or, damn, it, it had something to do with like a B. Let me see. Uh, what do you mean? Wait, is it Dodge or is it Chevy? Okay, um, he's the only <laughs> like Chevy, Chevy yeah, <laughs> Chevy. Um. Stingray is the only thing no, I can think of, and that's definitely a uh, Corvette. Imagine them being an electric Stingray. No, they would they would keep the name Stingray. Sting, oh, 100%. electric. But no, yeah. I don't like that no, at all. Okay, I, I can't find yeah. it. I could have sworn during the, I could have sworn I during the now. unveiling they said something about bringing back a certain name, um, but I guess they've formalized everything and yeah uh, just got rid of that model type and just went with that banshee concept mm-hmm. yeah speaking of new vehicles since we've been basically only talking about vehicles that have been released or we can't like touch um i today i was telling you guys earlier i saw the lucid the lucid the, the lucid air air yeah oh no i mean it was it, it was I think Air is one of the models. Yeah, I know. So there's Lucid Air Pure, Lucid Air Touring, Lucid Air Grand Touring, and Lucid Air Sapphire. I definitely. Oh, so it's kind of like the it's kind of like what Tesla did back in the day when they first came out P eighty five, P ninety, stuff like that, P one hundred. It was the first model. But I saw one of those today, and the fact that I saw one is it's fucking like the price is ridiculous. All these prices are ridiculous. needless to say um just because they're all new technology and new models like kind of like the rivian the rivian is marketed as a semi-affordable but then again it's not really that affordable at least for your general consumer yeah um but i mean the rivian is a mm-hmm. the, the the rivian is a great the concept of it the is, rivian is it, amazing in my opinion. yes they, they have two the pickup truck and then they just released an suv yeah. i think yeah, that's the mm-hmm. the pickup truck is the R1T truck, and then R1S SUV. But I don't know if you went to the previous um, New York Auto Shows before. I'm talking like way before COVID and no, quarantine no, and no. all that. I think 2019. That's when I first saw the Rivian R1T or the truck. Yeah, and they had it in that signature like deep dark green, and it was fantastic. Yeah, and I love that the truck that was released like today or whatever yeah um it's the same truck it went Nothing from was concept it, to reality it and smaller. Kept it's it, it kept its actual to reality they yeah and change anything or if they did yeah. it wasn't anything too noticeable yeah um that car is a really practical yeah. car um especially with the with that tunnel oh, yeah. the gear tunnel that let, um the only thing oh, i don't yes i, I kind of want to look up an iihs uh crash video of the the r1t just to see how foldable the car is with that gear tunnel um just because i don't know the stability so Uh, yeah i want to say it's pretty reinforced i don't know so i will say on the topic of safety ratings tesla has nailed it entirely yeah like yeah seriously like their rollovers impossible they have tried every single way possible yeah, and they me. could not roll it over <laughs> oh, we'll roll it 
<laughs> give it to uh, give it to Richard Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> It'll end in a ball of fire. <laughs> that is true. So the yeah. RONT, I'm looking for safety ratings right now. I'm not really finding any right now. Gotcha. But um, I feel like even Audi and Volvo carried over their safety ratings to their EVs, like the, the Polestar electric vehicles that they have. Was an IIHS top safety pick. Um, and then yeah, original, and you're talking about like the yeah, original, the original like SUV Tron, right? Uh, was yeah, rated yeah. top safety pick I think 2019 and 2020 when it released, but then Tesla came in and okay. really took over that market. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, the thing with these EVs, you kind of have to expect them to <laughs> not have a crazy rollover rating or to have like a good rollover rating because the battery is down low. The yeah. center of gravity is already going to be crazy low. So it's going to be really, really hard to tip over EV unless it's like a pickup truck, like maybe the, <gasps> the Hummer EV or the Rivian. So and uh, the NHTSA has not right. tested the Rivian yet. Neither well, has it's the so IA new. You kind of have to expect that. I, I would I would expect them to at least. What about, so, what about the Hummer EV? Because the Hummer okay, EV it, it's available for order and all that. Right in now. the car business, is that the IIHS and as well as all these other safety bureaus, um, it's mm-hmm. not really it it. The cars don't actually have to go to them before they hit the road. You people pay the companies yeah. pay, Which yeah, companies pay stupid. to get their car tested, and then also ha- they pay and they also have to provide a couple, like a good handful of vehicles to get their vehicle tested. So, mm-hmm. in a company's mm-hmm. aspect, it doesn't really yeah, suit fair. them unless it's for promotional aspects and if they really can 100% vouch, yeah, like yeah. for like Tesla with unless their. They- yeah, with the rollover rating, I I've seen a million exactly. and one videos about so the rollover it's like rating. These companies, you have to pay and also give a good half a million worth of stock in cars for them to test out. Um, yeah. So it's understandable it's fair. tested, but it's not and a considering that by law yeah. to actually get it tested. Yeah. Yeah, and considering... I mean, it, it would be nice for the consumer to know if their car is going to roll over <laughs> or end up in a ball of fire or not, but... I mean, hey. yeah, I, I, I saw a couple articles in regards to the Rivian R1T where um, it crashed into a pole, caught fire, yeah. but the driver was A-OK. Mm-hmm. But that could be a one-in-a-million thing. Yeah. So it would be nice, and like I agree with you, I think it should be a legal requirement. Especially with yeah, EVs uh, and... The fact that lithium-ion batteries, if compressed enough, can catch fire or erupt. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a necessity, and a revision should be in order. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's... Let's talk about, like, towing capabilities for these towing. new EV uh, trucks. It's true, it's true. Um... I was watching a video on uh, the Ford Lightning EV, and... <laughs> it did not do well at all. <laughs> oh, what do you expect? It's a battery. The, I think the guy he put it in like towing mode and everything, and it said it adjusted the the range yes. for the towing and the amount of pounds that he's pulling, mm-hmm. and it didn't make it to the first uh, 
it didn't make it to the first charging station. That was ridiculous. So they had to turn around and, and go back to the charge. That is yeah, honestly I don't know. ridiculous. I don't yeah. feel like towing is very viable right now for EVs. Like if you they... like think about it, like all right, think of it, like compare it to a hammer, uh, not hammer drill, drill. Let's say yeah. you have a drill and you have a I don't know. Let's say quarter inch bit, not that big of a bit. You start drilling through. I don't know. Let's say inch or two of wood. It'll mm-hmm. be easy with the quarter inch bit. But the minute you now, hold on, on, are we are we talking are we talking gas drill or are we talking no electric, electric drill, drill electric drill this is an electric episode okay yeah it's an electric uh, it's electric drill <laughs> like 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 my Milwaukee drills that I have yeah yeah like my yeah, not sponsored yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh it, the eighteen volt battery you can mm-hmm. take a quarter inch drill bit drill through inch two inches of wood no problem because it's a smaller bit but the more load you put on let's say you put a inch and a quarter bit it's going to yeah. kill the battery life, not like forever, but like it'll drain the battery so quick compared to doing yeah. it a smaller size. So, And that goes back to like the towing capabilities mm-hmm. for these trucks and stuff. I feel like EVs just shouldn't be able to tow right now. Yeah, I agree. And these tow ratings that companies are putting out like Ford and like, yeah. I don't know who else right, is so towing. Like, but... we, like, to be honest, like if you look at the RS7, and I've looked at specs, and pe- like I've, some websites have said that the RS7 can tow fucking 5,000 5, pounds. Yeah. yeah. I looked at the car the other day, and there's nowhere for you to put a hitch to begin with, because it's a carbon yeah. fiber splitter that goes like way past the trunk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why, why bother putting that information? Well, there Who are the those going like... to use the RS7 performance like, model right underneath the R8? to tow a vehicle i mean i'd be stupid enough to do it (laughs) people people have done it before that's fair people tow cars with performance like sportbacks and sedans all the time that's true that's true that's an entirely fair point should you no but people do it i guess that could be the reason why people do it yeah when you have like a 600 and something horsepower motor you better be able to tow something Another modern technology in the field of EVs is for the first time, a company called NIO, uh, NIO, has successfully built the first EV battery swap station for their, for their cars. They've recently released I've it. I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically it's what tesla originally promised they would do with their teslas and have it mm-hmm. done <laughs> but these guys i guess pers- they kept going yeah so basically it's this carport that you just drive into and it'll it it is automated and is it automated and or people it actually will lift up your car remove really? whatever retainers there are drop the battery and put a new one drill it in yeah. and within I believe it's somewhere around 20 minutes or so, or probably even less. You'll have a brand new fully charged battery and you're ready to go. But the practicality yeah. of it. Eh. So I'm, I'm looking at it and yeah. What? Uh, sorry, I'm was, I was just reading again. Battery swapping stations can install a new and fully charged battery pack in an EV that has been designed with that in mind and not much more than two or three minutes. So, and they're currently testing this in Chinese and European markets. It's strictly Chinese, but there are 
700 stations in China. Oh, okay. But again, this is only, I'm pretty sure this is only for their the Chinese market vehicle, yeah. Neo, which is the vehicle. There's all, there was so, also... Um, actually, no, I, I stand corrected. You're right. Yeah, there is yeah, a test Norway. That's, the, Norway. that's where I first heard and, it, and was the Norway deployment. Uh, deployment. Yeah, yeah, but the station itself, mm-hmm. one station, five hundred thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. I was expecting like a couple million, honestly. Yeah, but just yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like these dealerships that sell EVs, like you know, Audi, Ford, uh, GMC, all that, they need to have like a dedicated battery swap or service oh, station just for their electric vehicles. Without a doubt, there needs to be something yeah. of the sorts because, like, the, it, it's undeniable. It's going to happen no matter what you do. The mm-hmm. battery will need to be swapped. And yep. like for Tesla, they they I bet you they have something so, that they do it oh, themselves. Yeah. yeah um, Behind Tesla, doors. they kind of partner with some shops and body shops and all that. Yeah. There's one local to me in New Rochelle, and they're like strictly well, for, a Tesla shop now. The way Tesla does their batteries because they use the eighteen six fifties. Um, like I said, it's your common battery yeah. you see in a flashlight or your vape, yeah, your vape rechargeable your battery, rechargeable yeah. Battery, yeah. Um, the way they do it is that whenever mm-hmm. a Tesla battery needs to be swapped, it literally has to be the entire battery. The way, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yes, the whole the whole battery, no, pack. the entire. Well, it yes the, the battery panel yeah. itself yeah the pack of batteries that they have um, underneath the car yeah, yeah. going back to how audi does it like audi has 16 different separate packs basically okay. inside that one container and they swap out whichever um, ones that are damaged and bad exactly so whenever they need to swap something out instead of paying the mm. lump sum to get the entire yeah. pack yeah. replaced you you specifically take the faulty cell remove that and put in a new one and then you're basically, yeah, like spark yeah, plugs. Yeah, 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 pretty much. A lot longer, but <laughs> yeah, a lot longer process. More convoluted, yeah. but in essence, it it's just like changing out faulty and spark plugs when you have a so. Spark. And it's also dependent on how that brand is using that power. So in Tesla's case, they use 100 percent of the battery's capacity throughout the life of that battery. So that is why, yes, you have your plaids that can do sub three second launches, but do two of those in a row and you lost 60 miles of range. Yeah, your your maximum capacity is already dropped. When you do that in and I keep going back to Audi just because that's my main field that I know of. Um, If you in an Audi, I'll use the e-tron as an example. You have access to 85% of a battery, which is mm-hmm. Audi does that on purpose. It originally started at 75% battery capacity that you can actually access. Yeah. Which now you're saying like, are you talking power-wise or range? So I'm or... talking about the cell, the the actual well, cell's right, so capability. I know. I I have a good analogy for it. So like you know how. If you go into your settings of your yep. iPhone and you see like the battery mm-hmm. health, you have like a maximum charge and a like a hundred percent will actually be like seventy nine. Yeah, eighty percent basically. Eighty yeah. percent is like the so threshold like, where you want to charge it up exactly. to. Anything above that will be. Well, no, I'm just saying like no, like 
if you charge it up to 100 yeah. percent the actual capacity is at 79 percent because that's what the health of the lithium ion charges okay, are okay yeah so, i see that now they yeah they give you more access now than when it first released so you have 85 percent access to mm -hmm. the actual maximum capacity of that cell um so hmm. that is why if you were to launch an e-tron literally from 100 to zero every single time it's going to have the same reliability um zero to 100 yeah yeah you said 100 no, to zero I mean, no i mean <laughs> from 100 percent to zero oh of char charge, okay yeah you yeah. will throughout that entire yeah. actually i want to say from 100 percent to one percent you will have that reliability mm -hmm. every single launch comparative to like a Tesla because of how we manage our batteries. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all dependent on the companies and how everyone does it. <laughs> Jaguar has their Mercedes yeah, every, has every theirs, company does it differently. BMW has theirs. Everyone yeah. does their things differently. Um, but that battery swapping, I don't see that being, you know, the most effective no i i personally don't see it as one of the most effective ways of doing things oh 100 yeah. like it's it, it it's effective in a sense but at the same time it shows the major flaw of evs in my mm -hmm. opinion because even our iphones even our androids for those who use them we don't uh they need their batteries replaced at some point or another like, I just looked at the battery health of my brand new that I've had for a couple of mm -hmm. months, iPhone. It's at 97% capacity oh. or 97% health. Yeah, I, I've had mine because, uh, you know, I I decided to take my iPhone into the pool and learn that it's not waterproof. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Um, So I've had this one brand new, brand new iPhone X since... 2019 and the battery health is already at 77 percent, and it tells me that i need to service it right now yeah once it hits 80 percent, you need to yep. service it so it's the same with teslas or basically any ev mm -hmm. right now if that battery in the system reaches a certain point of their it's like charge mm -hmm. health it will need to be yeah, replaced. and this doesn't happen and... like over a long long period of time too because there are teslas from like 2017 and up getting their battery serviced right now as we speak exactly and like it can it can be just from faulty wiring it can be from something small or it can just be the fact that it's a lithium-ion battery that the does one not thing last I'll forever give lithium ion and i'm assuming this is a reason why they're technically using it not only for their safety but it's also because, in a sense, yeah. Lion batteries are recyclable to an extent. But it is, yeah. it, it is a complicated process extent, that yeah. could be less carbon neutral than actually just throwing out the battery altogether. But it is still a semi-renewable source of energy that can just be put towards another battery. Um, yeah. Yeah. But hey, to each their own. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of electric, uh, but I'll, I'll give it to whoever it is that drives them. More power to you. Um, yeah. So let me let me ask you. Um, when you used to sell mm -hmm. cars and all that, were there customers that would come in and you start telling them like they would want to, they would walk in wanting an EV? Would they ever? 
have their mind changed or have their eyes open to be like, oh, wait, this probably isn't so realistic. Let me just get a combustion motor yes. instead. And I actually have a story for that, too. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming that happens way more often than usual. Yeah. Well, at least than you it, think. I can only speak about my case. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The reason was, like like I said, my, my customers, and I still have good relationships with all of my customers for this reason, is yep. I always cared about their lifestyle and their needs above all. Um, yeah. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't a shark. I wasn't trying to just get the money out of them. I wanted them to, they're going to be in this car for at least three years. I want them to enjoy and yep. love their car every time they see that car in the driveway and they drive it. Um, mm -hmm. I would have, I would have people definitely change their minds when it comes to when, when it came to me telling them, oh, listen, it's, it's a lifestyle change. It's something you have to be ready for. But yeah. I actually had a customer that came in. He drove a 2019 SQ5. Mm -hmm. I, he wanted to get an e-tron. Yeah. Um, and he also wanted to, he needed it to have a tow package. So really? he wanted an EV, which he's never had before, and also wanted to tow. I asked him, "Is are you sure this is really what you want to do for everything you want this is not the best thing even though the e-tron did come with a trailer package um i mm -hmm. just didn't feel comfortable that it would meet everything he wanted on a day-to-day -day basis i ended up getting yeah. him in the first yeah. ever q5e that we got for a limited time i ended up getting him in that okay the q5e was a four-cylinder hybrid Okay. With Plug the horsepower yeah. of his SQ5. So the Q5e had 350 okay. horsepower hmm. in a hybrid. And it also, so the reason I suggested that to him was because he still had the performance of his SQ5. He had the towing capabilities mm -hmm. and he didn't have to worry about range anxiety. It, getting it, getting into a brand yeah. new EV, he, he would have had that range anxiety. We talked about it a little bit, but. <laughs> Mm -hmm. This was a, a way of him dipping his toe in the water and getting into yeah. the EV market with, while still having that combustion engine to support him if he ran out of electricity yeah. at some point. So yeah. I think hybrids are a great way to go for the time being yeah. until we crack the code on renewable energy yeah. for vehicles, for sure, for transportation in general. Yeah, because... for me, hybrid EVs are just the way to go. Instead of going fully electric, especially where we live, where stations just aren't accessible. Yeah, plug-in hybrids. Plug-in hybrids are great. great. Yeah. he was the first. He Diesel I got him into too. the first one we ever got at the dealership. He yep. he had yeah, yeah he has loved that thing. He still has it to this day. He loves that thing. It is mm -hmm. a great car, it and honestly, great. you couldn't tell. It's honestly a sleeper because there is no markings that it's a hybrid. The only yeah. way to tell that it is, yeah. it is a hybrid is by seeing both of the fuel doors, the, the fuel door. doors on both sides. Yeah, that's the, it's a complete sleeper. You're going to think it's a Q5 with the horsepower of an SQ5 just dusting you. It's yeah. hilarious. What is it like 350 it's, horsepower, yeah, 349 it's 350 horsepower? Like that? Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I just I got him into that car. He he absolutely loves it, and it's just mm -hmm. uh, th there's a lot to it. 
there's there's a lot to that email. And he was able to get the the tow package on that too. I I was able to get him for it, and it was he he couldn't be any happier. Considering the price, that is not bad at all. I'm looking at a couple used ones right now. What's it uh, priced at? With one with eleven thousand miles, forty-five nine. Decent. Going back to what I was saying earlier, that should be the threshold of like where EVs should really kind of linger in to be competitive in yeah. the crossover slash SUV market. Yeah, I agree entirely. Like it, it really shouldn't be. But like I will say like one thing: if you're a rich man's if you're game. looking to tow, you should not buy a strictly electric vehicle. Oh no, yeah, that's oh, one. You will not. You will not make the range that. It says on the screen, even if it adjusts to like, if it's smart enough to know that it's towing something, or if you mm-hmm. put in tow mode, that range you see is not accurate, and you will damage the battery very quickly the, over time. Oh my god, that, the, the, the capacity one, is going to the draw. one and only company I have ever seen to do it correctly when it comes to estimating range based off the load that is put onto the vehicle from the trailer is the Rivian R1T. Mm-hmm. That is the only company I have seen to accurately yeah. depict a range after you engage tow mode. It measures the mm-hmm. tow, like what you, the item you are towing, and it will give you an accurate readout to the distance. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be the same thing with the Ford Lightning. Like, I think you enter the amount of pounds that you're, to that you're towing yeah. and yeah. adjust. Well, the R1T does still... it all by itself, and that is, that it is the only company <laughs> I have seen to actually do it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> so it says the capacity ranges for between for the lightning five thousand to two to ten thousand pound. Don't touch ten thousand. And apparently, it, yeah, it, it, the get five thousand should not even get bother. Yeah. Peace. No, no, you don't even have to get a diesel. You can get the fucking the twin turbo EcoBoost, the V six. Yeah. That thing tows more than the diesel. Well, shit. Yeah, like I, I, I when I was like before I went and got my RS seven, I was looking at getting F one fifties because. I wanted a truck. I live somewhere where I the truck would be beneficial, yeah, and I wanted to start like, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I wanted to get a camper so I can go and start traveling more, and not have to worry about getting a hotel, mm-hmm. or whatever. When I was looking at the options for the motor for the year of the truck I was getting, there was a two point seven EcoBoost. There was a three point five EcoBoost. Really, they put the two point seven in the in the F one fifty. Yeah, huh. I was completely shocked by that as well. They have the five zero. V8, mm-hmm. and then they had the diesel, which I don't know. I'll say I don't remember exactly which what, one. What I think it was brand doesn't. does uh Ford do for their diesel motors? Oh, Duramax. Yeah, I, I know Duramax. Is. I know Cummins. I know uh, there's one more I forgot. Pretty sure it's Duramax. Yeah. Cummins is Dodge. I think I don't know. I could be completely wrong. What motor do they have? Let's see. Three, so they have uh, all right. There's actually two 3.5s one non turbo and one turbo, yeah. Regular V6, yeah. I'm trying to find like what the diesel was, unless that's a 250 power stroke. No, power stroke, there, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. So I'm looking great here. So I don't like this. This is too complicated for me. Uh, towing capacity. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, 2021. Nope. I want 2016. All right. So the five liter yep. V8. Gas. 
11,000, yes. It was 11,100 pound max towing capacity. The twin turbo EcoBoost V6 3.5 liter, mm. 12,000 pounds max capacity, mm. which is insanity yeah. for a V6 gasoline engine. Yeah. I mean, the turbos, they really provide the torque, so. Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel, I don't know. For me, though, I just feel like I'd have better peace of mind towing with a diesel. Oh, 100%. Instead of like a gas yeah, motor. Because you really are stressing that, that gas motor if you were to tow with it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. People do it with it all the time, and I've seen it, but still. I saw Crown Vic towing a fucking trailer yeah. today. A fucking 4.6 V8 yep. towing a goddamn trailer on a fucking bridge yeah. today. I was I had to do a double take. I mean, we've all seen those <laughs> videos of like, you know, old manual all-wheel drive Audis just pulling trucks and buses up snowy hills in Europe. So, so yeah. we know gas motors can do it. But still. Yeah. Should we? Well, no. Is it fun to watch? Yeah. <laughs> is it fun for the owner? No. In the long run, no. no. <laughs> but, um... And do you have any other topics, guys? I think we're topic. bringing this episode to a close. Pretty much all set. We got mine in the first three. Yeah. <laughs> Damn no, it. That's pretty much it. I think we talked about the Hummer EV, which is what I wanted to get into, but I think we covered it well enough, in a way. Yeah, I mean, there's not really all too much information. I mean, yeah, it, it just uh, came out. It's not fully yeah. out yet. I mean, people have been like ordering and buying. I've seen one. I was in, uh, I was in the Poconos a couple weekends ago, and I saw a Hummer EV in that signature white that they have. And I locked yeah. eyes with the owner. He was like, "No way, a gas car!" And I locked eyes with him, and he was like, "Wait, no, I already said, fuck." <laughs> 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 we we both basically we both looked at each other, and. It was like two Fair different enough. worlds looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is. How much you want to bet he owned road, a though. yellow H2? <laughs> Probably. He could even own an H1 for all we know. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Wrapping this up. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first episode. We genuinely hope you enjoyed listening to our topics and completely unbiased opinions. We absolutely cannot wait to bring you our next episode, Cars and Video Games, on October 6th. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you can catch us next time on Piston Rings and Car Things.